Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business in our community today, helping you build the capacity to change your life, and as I say, every single week, helping you to walk in your purpose. Getting off to a great start of the year, a lot of great things happening. You're going to be receiving invitations from me about events that you're going to want to be at, so pay attention to my emails. On the show today, I'm going to talk about tips on growing your business, and tonight I'm going to focus on how women can make their voices heard. On today's show, I have three women who have approached making their voices heard in three different ways. I got Kelly Fowler. She's an artist illustrator. Discusses how she uses her voice with her art. Got Dr. RJ. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, author, and best known as Dr. RJ. She's going to be discussing how she uses her voice by helping people recognize their own voice. And finally, Michelle Taylor Willis, an award-winning publisher, entrepreneur, and speaker, discusses how she uses her platform to help people use their voices. So today's focus, women using their voices. I'm going to go to break. And when I come back, I'm going to come back with a Cat Builder Minute on how women can use their voices and what to think about when you're thinking about how to use yours. This is Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. I'll be back in a moment. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. 
Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. This is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I'm going to be talking about the rest of the show about women using their voices. I found a great article today about 10 ways that women can use their voice and things they should be thinking about when they use their voice. Number one is you got to know that what you have to say is of value. You got to be confident that the information or what you need to say is valuable. A lot of times we undervalue our words because a lot of times women leaders are not taught to express themselves. They're kind of at a disadvantage because they're really taught not to sing out with strength and conviction, but times are changing. You have to learn how to get it out. The next one is you need to trust your outrage. If you're upset at something, if your gut tells you something is wrong, trust it. It's not just for you. It's for other people who maybe not able to speak as loudly or clearly as you might be able to. Part of your responsibility is to care about people and to trust your own outrage and speak about it. Next one, refuse to be silenced. You you can't afford to be silent anymore. You see what's going on in the news and women are stepping out. Sometimes people feel like they're, if they're not silent, they're going to lose something. Sometimes you may have more to lose if you are silent and you have the gain by speaking out. And, you know, this goes right into don't worry about being liked. A lot of times, if you're worried about being liked, then you're going to hold your voice back. You're not speaking to be liked. You're speaking because you want to give voice to what you know to be true and not be afraid to be disliked or exiled because you're using your voice. But every day you got to push forward. Don't be patient and wait for someone to ask you. And don't think everyone's going to like you because they're not. But you got to speak your truth. You know, I'm amazed that women that get out there and they just speak their truth. You got to search for it, you got to speak it, and you got to follow it. But you can't please everyone. That's not your job. Okay? And don't dismiss. Sometimes we get that inner voice. Sometimes we get out there, we want to dismiss our inner voice. But you can't dismiss it. You got to listen to it. It's absolutely crucial to listen to that voice. And a lot of times we can develop courage by standing up for others. Sometimes we can't stand up for ourselves, but when we stand up for others, we can develop the courage to do just about anything. So don't just stay in a room. You see, you know, women being belittled or racist and things like that. Don't take it. Don't stand around and take it. But the one thing that's very important, you got to be who you are. I want you to stand firmly and know that in your heart of hearts, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. You're not going to be afraid to stand alone. But the last thing I want to say is I want you to be vigilant about not losing your voice and to help others do the same. These are very important things about using our voice. We got some great women on the show today. They're going to help us understand how they're using their voice and helping others to use theirs. This is Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk radio show. I'm going to take another quick break, and we're going to come back 
We're going to start this conversation with Miss Kelly Fowler, artist and illustrator. She's going to talk about how she uses her voice with her art and other talents that she has. Cat Better Talk Radio Show. I'll be back in a moment. takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes and you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org but you're probably not going to are you kids work listening to the radio you're busy which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes oh my i read that wrong (laughs) they can should have worn my glasses so visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed brought to you by the ad council and its prediabetes awareness partners People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. This is Mark Parham, and I'm back. You know, one of the great things I like about what I do, I'm out in the community, I'm seeing people work and do their thing. And this next young lady I have on here, I've been watching her do what I thought was her thing, you know, working with her family and you know, covering shows, video, audio, all these things. But I found out the other day she has another talent. And we're going to talk about what that talent is. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah. You know, Kelly, what I have people do when they come on the show, even though I have your bio in front of me, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are with your voice, and then I'm going to fill in anything you don't say. How about that? <laughs> Well, so you have the mic. Okay, with, <laughs> alrighty then. Uh, well, with my voice, uh, I am. Well, you already know my name, Kelly Fowler. Yeah. Uh, I am doing currently as a day job, and as well as my first legacy, I am a uh, graphic design liaison at American Technologies, a business that's been well over 25 years before I was born. So I had, uh, of course, from there, have learned different ways of interacting with people. Decades older than I, as well as different uh, people of different backgrounds, to kind of like absorb from there as I've been homeschooled. But now, today, uh, or from 16 on, I decided to take another visual communication that I enjoy very much, which is fine art. So I'm currently doing that while also working alongside my family. So uh, I don't know what else I would say, but that's, that's about it. I can that's, rough. 
that's enough stuff to get us started. So let's 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 break it back down. Let's talk about this this company you work with. You know, for 25 years before you were even born, it's a family-owned business. Let's discuss that. All right. Uh, what do you would like to know? Just, uh, well, there, just there's just a lot. Try, yeah, yeah, I know. I know it is. But tell us what the company is and what it does. You know, primarily, and who, how it got started. For the best of your knowledge, I'm gonna have your dad on here one day. But uh, you can do for the best of your knowledge and how it kind of has influenced you to learn how to use uh, your own voice, like even in the arts. Well, let's see. Uh, I will say this then. Uh, the business started in 1995 manufacturing computers a year before I was born. Uh, and it was between a union with my parents who at the time had children of their own, which became a blended family. So they started out the gate manufacturing computers uh, in 1995. Of course, after that, we diversified into our current service now, which is multimedia uh, branding. So we basically, we go out, we film your conferences, we uh, do your award videos, we also do your web design. Like, if you need something connected to your brand and you need some type of media collateral behind it, we're your people. And we've been doing that for 25 years. Uh, now, in terms of how it pertained to my development on using my own voice, uh, I, w- I can say on record, I was not out into the field until I was about nine. So it was a bit of a shell shock, meeting different types and, you know, embracing the media world quite in quite a way where, you know, nine years old, just imagine a nine-year-old girl with, like, braids, little bobbles in her hair, holding a camera, and people not realizing that you're a camera person. <laughs> so I knew from early on that I had to stand tall and go, hey, so this is my actual experience. Uh, whether your eyes uh, disbelieve you or not. <laughs> so from this, that point on, I had to essentially learn how, from a young age, how to interact with different people of different ages, races, different creeds, backgrounds, and the sort, considering I work behind the scenes, to get the best out of people as well as understand them. I'm trying to help them use their voice. In other words, exactly. you, know, you know, you guys actually did a project for me last year uh, for the National Urban League. Uh, you did a, a interview for me, filmed an interview that actually played on national television on TV One. So you guys are the truth, the whole family. I'm so proud of you guys. Every time I see you, a tear comes to my eye. You know, so I'm very proud of everything you guys have done. But let's now talk about this art. That's why I was so shocked. When you handed me your your thing stuff the other day, I was like, "What?" You know, she does something else too. Let's talk about your art and how you're using art. And, you know, how you even came to start doing what you're doing in the world of art. Oh well, with uh, many things, just like art, I also started at a very young age. But like I said before, I didn't take it quite seriously or did not understand the power of my voice up until I was a teenager. But like I. Um, I often, because I'm behind the scenes a lot, I often do not speak about the things I do in my pastime outside of my family. Like, I'll draw something, show it to them, and be like, wow, and then I go hide back in my corner. That's how normally I did things. But then I realized uh, 
the artists before me, like Charles Bibbs, uh, Dexter Griffin, Gilbert Young, they were all over, you know, my home. So essentially, mm-hmm. I can say I can pay to the influence of the stuff I experienced around me as well as what I had to look at. What I got from that is each artist, they are known for making people feel something. And now I may have practiced that through media. I wanted to perhaps do a different media, something visual, because uh, words to paper often do not work the best for me or verbally in some cases may not work the best for me. So I wanted people, when they looked at my work, to understand where I came from as a person because I understand that when I sometimes talk to people my age, there will be people from Chicago and New York amazed at what's here in Atlanta. And I'm like, you know you can do that too, right? Realizing that at that very moment, I'm around all of these types of people that in a realm that they've never heard of. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, so visually, let me just go the best way I know how, through color. And, of course, human figures that they feel close to and empower and inspire them to do other things. Wow, that's great. You know, uh, I got skills. I've taken a couple drawing classes, but for some reason I can't do the color. I mean, I'm good with pistol and charcoal. So I start throwing color into it, and I get all confused and everything. But your your voice through art, is that, I mean, is that something that's just growing, just kind of taking you over? Do you think this is going to be a hobby or profession? What are you going to do with it? Well, uh, I remember, like, maybe last year, I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this, but it's nice. But then I thought, eh, I definitely would like to make this a profession. Like, my mm-hmm. goal now, essentially, is to paint one of the city walls here in Georgia. Just All so right. it inspires, yeah, a little girl or a little boy or just anybody walking past it. Like, oh, wow, that's a lot of color. This town is fun. Because I would see okay. girls all over the place, and eventually I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah. We're gonna make that yeah okay, we're going to have to make that happen. I'm going to see what I can do to, to, to make that happen. So as you're, as you're oh. moving forward in your young life to an older life, what are some of the things that you're using to keep you focused on walking in your purpose? Well, I understand that the legacy that I had before this, is something that I hold very close to my heart, of course. So as I go into my older life, there is definitely a way where I want to continue that legacy as well as make it a permanent monument of where I've been most of my life. So, mm-hmm. like, essentially what keeps me on that walk is, well, one, making sure to keep things new and exciting as well as going out and seeing new things. Because I understand as we all grow up, there is going to be new challenges as well as new things to explore. So living life would be very important for me because I'm going to have to use this at some point for the next generation. So it's always best for me to keep that together as well. Wow. I tell you what, you, you're an amazing young lady. The, the Urban League has a youth program that um, – I'd love to have you come over and talk to people. A lot of times people don't know they have artistic ability until somebody shows it to them. So I'd love to have you come out and talk to them. You up for that? Oh, yeah. You are in my contact. Definitely. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
I do that. So if you got one thing you want to say to people before we wrap this segment up, what would you say to help them walk in their purpose? Well, uh, if there is one thing I would like to say to the people, thank you so much. I would like you guys to understand that every day you are thankful for, you are a person that's appreciated, you are a person that is very strong, and you can move forward each day goes on. You woke up today, so thank you for your presence, and thank you for listening. Wow, you need your own radio show. You got the radio voice. That's right, you do all the voiceover for the us, right? That's why you got that voice, bro. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for coming out, Kelly. Uh, I'm going to have another conversation with you, but I just want to let you know I appreciate you for what you're doing and what your family does, what your father does. Everybody, you guys are an inspiration for me, all right? All right, thank you so much. All right, thanks for coming out. Uh, no problem. You heard it This young lady is using her voice through art Sometimes We don't have to use our voice As a voice, you know, verbally Sometimes we do it through music Sometimes we do it through art Sometimes we do it through writing But the whole goal is to use your voice So this is Mark Parham I'm going to take another quick break And then we're going to come back with Dr. R.J. Licensed clinical psychologist She's going to talk about how she used her voice To help people find out what their voice is So, Cap Builder Talk Radio Show Another short break, very short And I'll be right back Superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE Superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Welcome back. It's Mark Parham. My next guest, Dr. RJ. She's going to have to say her name. I was trying to figure out how to say it myself, but I couldn't. So, Dr. RJ, I want to welcome you to the show. <laughs> Hi, Mark. So RJ stands for Roshana. All right. (laughs) Yes. All right, Roshana. Roshana Johnson-Verwain. All right, all right. 
I like RJ. Can I stick with that? Yes, you can stick with RJ. <laughs> All right, thank you. So you're a licensed clinical psychologist and founder of the Standard of Care Psychological Services. So why don't you introduce yourself the same way I had Kelly and uh, tell us who you are. Okay, so of course, um, like you've heard already, Roshana Johnson Verwain. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Um, I go by Dr. RJ. Um, you know, being a clinical psychologist, I believe that um, we should be in every single room. And often, when people think about clinical psychologists, they may think about a hospital or private practice. And while I do those things, um, I think we're best. Uh, Served or we give the best service um, if we're actually in the community, um, especially, Mark, since our community, um, there's still sort of a stigma around mental health. Nobody really wants to talk about it, and it's kind of like secret, and, you know. So. Ooh, are you talking about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm – proud to um, be in a lot of different rooms, and and I'm charged to be everywhere that I can be, and also challenging other psychologists and uh, mental health professionals to do the same. Well, you, you know, it's interesting because we are challenged in our community about dealing with mental health, and I pay a lot of attention to commercials that are on television, because if people are spending money on commercials, I mean, these are very important topics. I can't go through a day without seeing a commercial about depression, anxiety, bipolar. We're dealing with a lot of issues. Is that is it because it's an awakening now? People are willing to accept the fact that we're dealing with these issues. Is, is it like are we opening up now to say we have problems? We are opening up some. Um, you know, depression, anxiety, trauma. All of these things have always been around, and I think culturally we've dealt with them in a lot of different ways in our community. When we think about mental health, um, we think about someone who's crazy, right, or mm-hmm. a mental illness, and that's that's just not what it is. Um, we've been almost programmed to just push through even when we're feeling bad or even when we're too sad or feeling sick, we've we've been programmed to um, just endure all of these things that really aren't necessary. So when I use the term uh, finding our voice, is it sometimes people are dealing with issues because they don't feel they have a voice or how how accurate is that statement? I mean, I I know a lot of people that just hold everything in. They never say what's on their mind. Is using your voice the reason for that or not using it? I love the topic um, of using your voice because I think, especially with um, women of color, we have a voice and we have a very strong voice, but we fear rejection or we fear like um, we fear our our voice um, isn't needed at the time. Or maybe even that there are other things so important going on around us that our voice isn't needed at the time, but that's so, so, so um, far from the truth. You know, it's funny today. You hear a lot of women using their voices. Uh, didn't Michelle Obama get a Grammy for using her voice? Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just amazing now. So women are using their voices now. So how do you help people in your practice? And you said I love the fact that you want to be in the community. 
And believe me, I got a lot of community for you to be in, okay? Because, uh, you yeah. know, I'm out in the community <laughs> every day, and, and they really need help, and they don't know that they right. need so how Absolutely. in the community? How do you help people? I mean, when you're out in the community engaging, so what did you you use to help people find their voice? So outside of um, private practice, that that's almost a, a different um, a different way of approaching thing be, things because uh, people are coming to me referred either from their primary care physicians or from their jobs or you know um, sometimes self referred, but. Out in the community, um, my job is just to get people to think. Like when you talked about, Mark, um, trust your outrage, I found that um, when women of color are suffering, that makes me feel outraged because, you know, Mm. I see women who look like me and, you know, they, they have these amazing lives on the outside, but they're not sleeping at night. They have high blood pressure. Mm. Um, They have, you know, Irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. They have all of these health issues just because of stress or, you know, because of depression or anxiety, and they are suffering on the inside. That definitely outrages me. Wow. But you're doing it quietly. You can never tell. Yeah. Right. I mean, they come, to, they come to the job, they dress to the nines, got their hair done, did, everything's looking right. Yes. Yep. But on the inside, uh-huh. they have issues. Yeah, well, and not even issues, Mark. On the inside, they are barely surviving um, because they've used all of their emotional resources. They've used everything they have to take care of those around them, and they have left themselves off of their to-do list. And so that's where the majority of this suffering is, is coming from. So in that case, I understand why um, a lot of events I go to now – you know, women events, you know, where women are empowering women. So is is that the reason for that? Because uh, women are learning how to empower each other through these organizations? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's a safe place to um, be in a room of other women who have the same issues, the same issues of, you know, taking care of everybody else first and feeling like, you know, they're not important enough to be taken care of or to feel like they're weak if they admit that something is wrong. And so um, we are using our voices to let our sisters know that, no, 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 you know, self-care isn't selfish. You you can't serve from an empty vessel. You can't Mm -hmm. do what you're called to do if you're empty and if you're depleted. Wow. They, They really can't. So you're building a platform. I know you're doing the clinical thing, you know, where people are referred to you, but I know you're building your own platform so your voice is going to be heard. So let's talk about your platform that you're currently working on and building. Yeah, I heard you speak at an event a few few uh, a few months ago. Actually, Michelle's event was coming on next. Yes, but, yes. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about you building your brand and you've been helping other people find their voice. What are you doing with yours? Well, with my voice, you know, again, I believe that a psychologist should be in every room. But what I found, Mark, is that it's tough to get people to talk about what's going on. So I said, okay, I'm going to take my voice to people. And recently um, I started a Facebook group um, called Stress Lies and Vacancy. And, you know, just in a couple of days we had over 400 members. Right now we're almost at 600, and the group is just a couple of weeks old. 
Wow. So there are a lot of amazing women out there who need to be poured into, and we can't wait for them to come to us. We have to go to them. Wow. Now, we've had a conversation about women. Do you think men are dealing with the same issues? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I speak about women because, you know, obviously I'm a woman, I'm a mom, Mm -hmm. I'm a wife, Mm -hmm. um, I'm a sister and a friend and all those things. So I can directly relate to that. But absolutely, men have um, similar struggles and more pressures, more societal pressures, I would say, um, because, you know, they're expected to be the provider, they're expected to not show feeling. And then if we get into, you know, racial trauma and all of those pressures, that's often why, um, you know, men will have these physical illnesses um, that nobody even thinks about. So, Absolutely. Men need self-care, too. It's not just about women. It's just that women um, traditionally have taken uh, taken on the role of the emotional caregiver mm-hmm. uh, without refilling themselves. But men c- certainly uh, need self-care as well. You know, it, it what's interesting, it seems like our whole, this is not a racial thing. It just seems like it's an everyone thing, you know, um, when we look across the world, I've traveled quite a bit and I find the same problems we're having in this country. They're having in other countries too. So this is a global, they want to talk about a global epidemic. Self-care is a global epidemic, you know, people are not it's learning. Definitely how to global. Yeah. So as your platform, are you taking it global? Oh, yes. I love to travel. You know, Mark, I was joking around with, I'm not really joking, but talking with um, my husband about living in Paris for half of the year when we send our kids off to college. And so (laughs) I'm ready to take this thing global like tomorrow. You ready? Just as long I've been working with a lot of parents and they're sending their kids off to college, but it's like boomerang. A couple of years they come right back. So make sure oh, you send no, yours off. No, no. <laughs> make sure you send yours off. They stay away. Yeah, I guess going, yeah. Right. I guess going to Paris for half a year that'll that'll fix that issue. You won't be there. Right. But, so, like, what are the big, you know, the the big buckets for like right now from a standpoint of you were just starting a year out. Um, you know, I've been doing this thing on people using their voice now, particularly in this election year. We don't realize our vote matters and things like this. So what are the big pushes for you this year that you're really going to be pushing for to get accomplished with your platform and the work that you do? I really would like to um, get into, you know, as many rooms as possible, especially with our um in the medical field, so with our primary care physicians and our psychiatrists and, um, you know, other medical doctors, because partnering together would definitely um, give better outcomes to our patients. I was talking with one of my um, friends the other day. She um, She's an OBGYN, and we were talking about, oh, you know, well, our patients will tell you this, and they'll tell me that, and we never have the full story um, mm-hmm. until we collaborate. And so our patients aren't, our clients, our patients, they aren't getting the care that they deserve because the medical model is separate from, you know, the clinical model, and we need to merge those two things together. So one of my goals is to definitely um, be more immersed with our, our medical model and that community so that our, our patients and clients will get um, the care that they deserve. So kind of a holistic look at it, you know, look, let's look at everything and not just 
because from what you said earlier, it seems like the stress that we have is bringing on medical conditions. Absolutely. And our thoughts, um, you know, our thoughts every day that we have, they drive our physical health. And, you know, wellness is a combination of mind, body, and spirit. And if you leave one of those things out, there is going to be a lack of balance. There is going to be something that feels like it's missing all the time. So sunshine and fresh air and exercise and water and a good diet, all of those things are just as important as um seeing your therapist. And even though I'm a therapist, I I will tell people, you have to do like the basic things. You have to sleep. You know, you have to eat. You know, you have to have vitamins in your body. You have to be well nourished. Um, All of those things have to work together for total wellness. So I want to move into the fact that you're in your own business. So what's that like? I mean, that had to be, you know, how long have you had it? You know, were you afraid to get it started? What, what made what oh was that aha goodness. moment where you said, it's time for me to go do my own thing? So, you know the saying, when you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find yourself another room. That was right. kind of my experience. Um, I was a clinical director of a few different agencies, and um, being under so many rules that weren't always necessarily about the client or about um, treatment uh, treatment goals and all those sorts of things. It, it's discouraging because it's hard to see improvement and it kind of stifled my my creativity. It stifled my um, the art of being a psychologist. Of course, the science the science is the most important thing. I'm a brainiac. I love you know. Um, anatomy and and neuropsychology. However, there is an art to relationships. There is an art to maybe, you know, sitting down with someone and just being silent for a moment to see where they are. And in a lot of um, industries, I guess, um, there's not a lot of room for that. So in my, my practice, I started um, Standard of Care Psychological Services, um, gosh, it was nine years ago. Wow. wow. Okay. So it's, nine, it's been nine years. Oh wow. my goodness, that just occurred to me. So yeah, um, and nine years ago, um, around November or, or December, and um, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. I felt like it had to be done, and I had, um, you know, some people in my life say, "You can do it. Just, just go do it." Wow. And you know, we just took off from there. Wow, the light bulb came on, and you just move forward oh, yeah. with it. You know, it's absolutely, uh, and, and that's what I try to tell people. You know, it's timing is everything. We're not always ready until we're ready, and right. we don't know right. when that is. You know, until we're ready, and then we got to step out there on faith that we're walking in purpose. And if we're walking oh, yeah. in purpose, things are going to move in the right direction for us. Even when they're moving in the wrong direction, it means we're just not supposed to go down that street. Okay, yep. we back up and yep. go down another street. So, man, nine years. So you didn't know it would have been nine, nine years, years, huh? <laughs> right. It just, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, my goodness. I looked at the date. So, yes, yeah. time has, has flown by, and um, it, it's been good. I've I've been able, like I said, to be in a lot of different rooms um, from local government, government to, you know, grassroots type types of things to um, colleges and universities, 
um, to women's seminars. Um, and most recently, a, a couple of years ago, um, I started on TV One um, okay. as the expert psychologist. And so okay. I'll be back on season six. So, yeah, it's allowed wow. me, afforded me to be in a lot of different places. Wow, that's outstanding. Yeah. So as, yeah. as we're kind of wrapping up your segment, what did you want to say to people to give them some encouragement? Just starting the second month of the year, first month, it seemed like it was just last week. Okay, it just like quick by. So getting people yeah. charged up for the rest of this year, what would you have to say to them? I'm, I'm just going to say what I always say. Self-care is not selfish. You can't serve from an empty vessel. All right. I love it. Well, I you know I look forward to working with you. I know Kevin and I. Kevin got big plans for you. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? All right. Yeah. Well, Doctor RJ, thanks for coming out. I really appreciated your time, and I look forward to working with you in the future, so we can be on stage together again at another location. All that right. sounds great, Mark. And um, tell Michelle I said hello, and I give her my All best right. wishes because she also helped me with my voice. Yes, that's why we we go get ready to talk to her. She's helping a lot of folks with their voices. We go we're gonna hear how she does that in a few minutes. But thanks for coming. Alrighty. Out. All my right. pleasure. Mark This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. This is Mark Parham, and I'm back. My last guest, Miss Michelle Taylor Willis. I don't know what to say. She put me on stage last year, and I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. Michelle, I got to say that was the first time I stayed for the whole event, even when I, when I wasn't even supposed to be there. Most of the time, I go speak, and I'm gone. Okay, we, we were having such a good time. I, I was coming in. I wanted to work with the crew and stuff. I say that's how important it was to me. But I want to thank you for it, Michelle. Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And I'm glad that I mean, you. I'm glad that you were able to do that because, uh, you know, you got to feel like a man who's comfortable using his own voice in a room full of women, right? Yeah, I, I tell you that. I grew up. You know, my parents, I have very strong women in my family, so us powerhead men learn how to use our voices. But we just use them when we need to. We don't use them all the time. Okay, but we learn how to use <laughs> <Very> them. <smart. laughs> okay. Yeah, we learn how to use them. <laughs> so you're an award-winning publisher, entrepreneur, speaker, national commentator. You've been helping people use their voices. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell people who you are, and we'll start having a conversation about how you've been helping people use their voice. 
Well, Mark, you know what? I just count myself as an entrepreneur who uh, empowers people to empower people through a life of entrepreneurship. That's it. She, she said that so simple. You know, it sounds like me. I don't say a whole lot. You know what? The best <laughs> thing about not saying a whole lot, let people figure it out for themselves a lot of times. But you have created quite a platform. Uh, let, let's just talk about being a publisher. What, what are you doing with that magazine? So I love the magazine because, and by the way, we're going to celebrate. Well, actually, let me back up. First, let me say hi and bye to Kelly and to Dr. RJ, both of whom I know, and they're both amazing. So, And as you mentioned earlier, um, RJ spoke at our conference. She's been speaking at my conference for the past few years. So I was very excited to see her on the on the docket for tonight. So I heard her give me a shout-out, so I'm giving her one. Back. Right. I got to do that first. Say hey to my people. Um, so the, the magazine is awesome, and here's why. Because the area of South Fulton County, where the magazine goes, um, and, and the magazine actually gets direct mailed to the most high net worth individuals in South Fulton County, and that's all eight cities of South Fulton County, County here in Atlanta. And, um, you know, the, that area had been, that area, speaking of voices, this is actually perfect, Mark. That area had lost its voice. And and the voice had been replaced by, you know, like the media had taken this voice, all of these, um, you know, negative influences and negative characterizations had stolen the voice of South Fulton County. And um, when I bought, and I say founded the magazine um, because I bought the magazine when it was one month old, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of count myself as the, as the founder at this point, but... When I bought the magazine, I realized that there was really an, a, a great opportunity to be able to use that medium to rebrand and to give South Fulton its voice back. And, you know, five years later, it that's exactly what it's done. And these are not my words. You know, these are the words of the readers, the citizens, the businesses, the government, municipalities, the passersby, right, you know, um, mm-hmm. Everybody has said that that magazine has helped recreate what South Fulton looks like, and it's funny. Wow. I was um, I was interviewed a couple of weeks ago, and um, and one of the questions the guy asked me was, you know, what is your biggest accomplishment, professional? Because my biggest accomplishment is my four kids, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but outside of that, he asked me what was my biggest accomplishment as a magazine publisher, and my answer was, you know, it's not the award that the magazine has gotten or the award that I've gotten personally. It's the fact that that magazine has been deemed the voice, the positive wow. voice of South Fulton County. Like, that's my biggest accomplishment. Wow. And that's saying a lot because there's so much noise out here right now. I mean, you got oh, yeah. every time you turn on the TV, there's noise. There's noise on the radio. There's noise on your phone. And for your magazine to cut through all that noise and give the voice back, that is a major accomplishment. Yeah, you know, dope, I, right? Isn't that dope? Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, it, it's you know, it's uh, we gonna get that some more. Uh, we're going to get that some more applause. Yeah, stuff, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, because <laughs> I don't think people really understand what goes into producing a regular magazine or a periodical like that, it's a major undertaking. 
you know, you know, a lot of times people, oh, I blog every yeah. day. That's that's totally different. You know, it is completely sure they, different. Yeah, completely different. Now, had you been in the magazine business, what 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 inspired you to even want to go purchase a magazine? Why, why did you do that? You know what, Mark? I am an opportunist, and I mean that in the positive sense, right? <laughs> Not mm-hmm. in the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw two things. One, I saw an opportunity to make some money. I'm an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. I'm very often, if not always, <laughs> looking for opportunities to generate revenue. That's what I do. My mind, I think in dollar signs. So I'm always looking for opportunities to make those dollar signs more plentiful <laughs> in my life, right? Uh, but the second thing I saw was really an opportunity, like I said, to to recreate this area and to rebrand this area and kind of give it this this renaissance almost the mm-hmm. resurgence that it hadn't had since really like the 60s. Um, and so, you know, that's why I did it. Um, and, you know, there, there was a third, there's a third reason. This was kind of farther, farther down the road, but really my business partner and I, when we bought the magazine, he actually told me, he said, this magazine is going to be used basically to give you a voice, Michelle. And I'm, it, it's so, it, you know what, this conversation is coming back to me. This is so apropos, Mark. Because he literally said that. He said, this magazine is going to be your voice. And it's, at some point, it's going to stop wow. being not so much about the magazine, but it's going to be about what you do and how you use the wow. to build a completely different brand. He actually said that. And, um, and I tell that story, but I don't use the term voice because I'd forgotten that he actually said that until wow. now. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, it, but so, it's so true. Um, so, it's so yeah. true because it has. And I, I tell you something else. Your conference is was so amazing to me. Now I learned a lot of stuff I didn't really think I needed to know. Okay, I said through some of the searches. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't really what? need to know that. The, the National <laughs> Urban League, like entrepreneurship guru, learn something from me, from little old me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that possible? Well, I learned something from you. Some of those speakers you had. I mean, what are those? Some of those later those sessions were crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, one lady, you know, I mean, I was like, okay, too much information. I didn't even know that. But let's talk about that conference and the impact of what you're doing with that platform. Yeah, so the Moms on Lynn, and by the way, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Dr. Tasha Rogers. Yeah, you, you took some stuff yeah. home with you that night. I know you yeah, did. I did. You? I, I did. know you did. I, did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, thank you and good night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that conference, again, you know, when we're talking about voices and giving people and specifically women voices, that conference is a way to help women who are entrepreneurs um, really find that work-life balance, and really not even balance, but to to live really full lives. Um, and, and so what we find is women, and specifically as mothers, when we're working at very high levels in corporate America, right, executive or high-performing uh, positions, or we're, we're entrepreneurs and we're building these businesses and these platforms and we're really trying to grow enterprises, right, uh, mm-hmm. that something happens. We, we forget about ourselves, you know, so we gain weight, we become overweight, we don't get to work out. Um, 
you know, and then we kind of forget about our kids. When I say forget about our kids, I mean not intentionally, but, you know, we mm-hmm. end up working late and having to leave before they go to school, right, or um, having to work on weekends. Um, and then, you know, we forget about our our husbands because we're up all night working. And, so, you know, so all these different things happen. And so traditionally we've been in a position where we have to say, okay, I can't do everything and I can't have everything. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to say, all right, I'm focusing on work and kids, and if I get a few pounds, it just is what it is, right? Or I'm going to focus on, you know, kids and husband, and if I don't make as much money as I want to or my business doesn't flourish as much, then, you know, at least my family will be taken care of, right? Or I'm going to focus on hanging out with my friends and hanging out with my kids. And then, you know what I mean? So there's all these different places that um, where we miss. And so the premise of the conference is, to say, listen, you you can't do it all, but you probably can have it all. And it's a chess, oh. not checker strategy, hmm. right? It's a chess, not checker strategy. So you have to be very strategic about how you build your business, your kids, your life, your, you know, your personal relationships, so that you can really be and do everything you want to be and do. But it doesn't happen by accident. And um, And how I got to that was because people would ask me, you know, Michelle, how do you how do you do all these things, right? They'd see me playing football with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd be like, I thought you worked all the time. How are you hanging out with your kids? Or um, they'd see my husband and I at dinner. And they're like, how do you have time to go to dinner? Which, to be honest with you, I don't always have time to go to dinner. My husband just asked me today, like, are we ever going to go to the movies again? <laughs> <laughs> go see you know, bad boys. Um, Go we'll see the bad boys uh, that's movie. Right, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I told them. I said, everybody says we got to go see bad boys, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so, that you know, where they see me swimming, training for triathlon. And so they're just like, how how are you doing all of this stuff? And you're, and you're working these businesses. And so and that's why I built the conference. And I'm like, okay, I, I have the model in my head. Let me put the model out. Find people who are who need to use their voices, right, because I'm not the only voice. I'm the vessel for all the other voices. And so, you know, let me find somebody who can disseminate the information in an organic but skillful and executable way for other people to be able to live it. And that's where we got Moms All In, the Moms All In conference. And I was actually inspired by a friend of mine who does conferences. And um, and the first one we did a couple of years ago, Mark, was, put together in like 10 weeks or less, like literally. He was just like, you need to go and do it. Just do it, do it, do it. And, you know, I kind of played around with it for a couple of days. And then, um, you know, we did it. And the first one was a success. And then we did the one last year. You know, that was only our second one. I don't know if you know that. What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's impressive. You know, the the one thing that I really noticed (laughs) were the relationships that were developed in that room so that these women also had other people to help them with their voices. As I, you know, I was sitting in the right. back watching people meet each other and how they, you just saw a spiritual energy that was going on there that I knew was going to not only, a lot of times you go away from a conference and everything just dissipates. But I swear, yeah. I know like yeah. right now, if you did follow up, there were a lot of new relationships developed at your conference. Absolutely. You yeah, know, there uh, were, and I hear it. I hear about it. I mean, I, um, I, I, you know, these people reach back out to me or, or, you know, what's crazy, Mark, is that 
the, there are people using each other's services. I mean, that's the biggest right. thing because I tell everybody, yeah. I'm putting yeah. you in a room to make money. Like, you should be making money off of the people in this room. Right. And, um, you know, we did a retreat, great example. I did a retreat uh, a couple weeks ago, a mom's all in retreat for about, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 ladies. And one of the women, this is hilarious, one of the girls that was at the Moms Online conference couldn't make the retreat because she was she was working for another woman that she met at the retreat that wasn't going to be wow. at the retreat. Is that hilarious? I didn't That's know if hilarious. I felt good or bad about it. You should have felt great. You know, you I, was like, I was like, wait a minute, you're making that retreat. You know, but it was because, because it was of a connection that she made at the conference. And I was like, wow. this is amazing. This is this is how it this is how it should be. And so you talk about these voices. Right. Um, you know, that conference is giving people a voice. It is. <laughs> crazy. Well, I can't wait so to the I next one. Yeah, I really want to be it's coming up. One. It's coming All up. Right. So we're gonna getting ready to wrap here, but I just wanna want you to take some time and Say what you need to say about women using their voices and how they can um, help you help them. How about that? So I'll tell you what, you started it off first, and you started it off perfectly. It all starts with confidence. And I say this to people all the time. If you don't have confidence, everything goes out the window. Uh, confidence is the way people can hustle other people, and it sounds great. Because they believe what they're saying, whether it's the truth or not. Right? Wow. And That's so right. if you can start, it's right, right? That's how uh, Bernie Madoff was right. able to do what he did. Right. He was confident, and he got people to believe in him, and that was it. And so if, if you can start by finding a way to build your confidence as a woman, your voice will automatically come out because you will have things to say, and you won't be able to hold it in because you know what you have to say is something people need to hear. Wow. Period. And I can teach you how to have that confidence, right? You can there follow you me on socials at Michelle Taylor Willis, um, Twitter, Michelle T. Willis. Um, you can hit my website, MichelleTaylorWillis.com, and, and book with us, with me, and uh, let me see how I can help you. All right. All right, Michelle Taylor Willis, thanks for coming out. I can't wait to be thanks on stage for with me. you again. And <laughs> I look forward to working <laughs> with you. you know, huh? Yeah, we're going to all be working together. We're going to be sharing a lot of good information over there over the next few months so I just look forward to it. I'm very excited about it but thanks for coming out and sharing your words of no, wisdom. No, thanks this. for having me. Alright. So I'll see you later. Alright. Bye-bye. So you heard it tonight. Confidence. Women using their voices. You gotta learn how to use your So this is Mark Parham Camp Builder Talk Radio Show. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Kappa Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com 
forward slash cap builder talk. We hope you enjoy the show.